Wow. First of all, thank you very much, John and John. Incredibly impressive and astonishing ability to pronounce names of therapeutics I couldn't get close to. And secondarily, John, this is really my voice, I promise you. But I'm hoping that at some stage I'll earn the privilege of you trying to mimic it. If I may, I'll take a few minutes before the evening ends from the serious and delightful things that we've heard. And I'd like to really thank you, ladies and gentlemen, colleagues, friends, family and guests. Thank you. My deepest thank you, actually, to the organizers and committee for, for this extraordinary honor. Actually, the recognition means much to me and my family and my colleagues. It's both completely unexpected, not the kind of guy you'd have normally standing up here, and humbling. The achievement is also Marjorie's, my beloved wife and partner for nearly 37 years. But I'm particularly grateful for your acknowledgement of how I have lived my life. More particularly though, bear with me for a moment. Tonight is an opportunity to share my greatest hope, a call to action about what we collectively can do. Our medicines have the power to profoundly change lives, and our leadership has the potential to significantly advance social societal health. Treatment of disease, health, and patient care are key aspects of the functioning of most modern democratic nations. This reality underscores our industry's strategic importance to humanity. Our role in national and global health, more critical now than ever, brings with it responsibilities, and accountability. Actually, we have a covenant that must be nourished by action and deed. As a child, and at times a refugee, I ultimately settled here, Holland Park Comprehensive, and then the United States. At that time, it was a different world. Institutions were much more trusted. The family unit, and identity networks were traditionally defined and were a safety net. Businesses were a means for propelling growth and advancement. And in this context, corporations were the vehicle whereby we could attain stability and prosperity. Actually, it's no surprise that business schools in the 1960s coined the creed of maximum shareholder value. This mindset built global industries, including ours. Diseases were cured, great fortunes were made by investors, technologies abounded, and thankfully, as we've seen tonight, biotechnology exploded into being. And yet, and yet, our engagement and responsibility in society fold, failed to grow concurrently. 
In the USA, industry practices shifted, prioritizing revenue and profit over accessibility and adherence of patients to treatment. Financial strategies favored short-term gains over long-term investments in innovation and R&D. These strategies shifted the foundations of how we ran our businesses, and our covenant began to erode. And because of this, because of this, public outrage grew and gave rise to destructive political opportunism. Clearly, trust between our industry and society needs healing. To do that, we, you and I and others, must convincingly demonstrate that our work is about shaping the future for the better, not mining disease for dollars. We must modernize and revitalize our approach. We must commit to rebuild the trust of the public. We must connect with their reality if our businesses are to be relevant and sustainable. Today's reality is that economies are buffeted by the undulations of globalization. Societies are experiencing widening wealth gaps. Traditional identity networks are being redefined. Communication is instantaneous and often false. And guess what? Rulers are increasingly authoritarian. Industrial leaders, therefore, must recognize such factors and the impact it has on society and the individuals we collectively serve. We, you, I urge you, must lead by expressing your principles publicly and forcibly. As you do so, I ask you to encourage you to really ask yourself some hard questions. What do your employees need to feel safe? What do the patients, families, and physicians expect from us? What does our community need from us? How are we contributing to the prosperity and the safety of the nations that we help to build and where we build our companies? This approach is called stakeholder capitalism empowers us. As leaders, we can acknowledge respect for our shareholders while we engage in broader societal impacts and we simultaneously are freed from the dreadfully constraining question, am I being too controversial? Living by my values and this approach has allowed me to find ways to say yes when the rote response would have been no. This has helped me find paths to some of the most in fact, impactful imp achievements of, career, of my career, whether it was in BMS, in immuno-oncology, returning data to patients, communities after our programs had failed, something nobody normally does, or indeed tackling the issue of COVID and vaccines while we're in the midst of an election here, despite the threats issued to my wife, my family, by the politicians. 
Above all, I urge you, I really urge you, find your voice. Leaders cannot stand silent. They need and must act according to the values and be ready to speak out. I urge you to use your voice to act, to speak out on contemporary issues, climate, women's health, peace, immigration, and more. There are many other places you can make an impact. Social engagement is central to leadership in this industry and our personal growth, and I would argue to suggest the industry's very survival. In closing, I did say to you that it would be six minutes, and I've been timing, I promise. In closing, this award is not just a personal accolade. It is a reminder of our collective responsibility. We must rebuild trust to ensure industrial sustainability, and more broadly, to ensure our continued contribution to the future of humanity. Our industry is a crossroads. Our choices now will define our legacy. Thank you very much for listening to me.